I thought you were dead. Sun out of your eyes and be yourself. Bonjourito, senoritas. This is part three of a three-parter. If you didn't listen to the other ones, just go back and do that now. I don't know why you're here. And for those of you who are supposed to be here, remember, we were just talking about the formation of the state of Pennsylvania with our homies Jim and Brian from Drink a Beer, Play a Game. Let's go! Um, So after two years of this original sale, William thought that it was time to visit his new beacon of holiness. So he set sail, and after a brief stop on Long Island to meet with some Long Island Quakers, he headed to Philly. Now, William... Uh, saw firsthand the shit show that he had created. People were constantly coming up to him and complaining about how he had double sold land, etc. You know, etc. You know, he's like, I got these Swedes that are just living in the woods in the back of my property. How do I get rid of them? You know, <laughs> ah, complaining and racism, Philly Staples. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so William's response was to head to Pensbury and ignore it all. Oh yeah, well. What else are you gonna do? Yeah, yeah. I'm a politician for Christ's sake. Yeah. <laughs> I own the place. What do I look like? I own the place. <laughs> I meant, don't read into that. So during his time in Pennsylvania and in Philly, uh, he sold an established German town, PA, which is pretty much what it sounds like—a place for Germans and Dutch. It had been purchased by a firm from Frankfurt. Um. So yeah, there's that. They also had some weird tax breaks there. Where, like, they didn't have to pay William Penn tax for whatever reason. I don't know. Hmm. Uh, he also set aside parts of Philly specifically for the Welsh. Because, you know, he's totally Welsh, of course. Um, <laughs> yeah. So this well, also, um, he, he <laughs> may have been part Welsh, but he knew that no one wanted to hear that shit. Well, <laughs> he didn't know that. Because uh, <laughs> on top of him double-selling that property that he sold to the Welsh, there are sections of Philly with a whole bunch of Welsh names. Like, I, I'm going to try to pronounce it. Brian Marr and Bala... Bryn Marr. Bryn Marr, Bryn Marr and Bala Cluin. Bala Kidwood. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those are Welsh. Ew. They look... They, at least they have vowels. Lots of consonants in the letter Y. That's that's Wales. Yeah. So Penn was only, you know, he, he took him two years to get there. He's only there for two years uh, before he leaves. But before he did leave, he was able to preside over a trial because, you know, he could do that. He could just step in and be like, all right, I'll, I'm the judge today. Sure. And this was the trial of a woman named Margaret Madsen who was a Swede that lived in the lower counties and was accused of witchcraft. Ooh. Oh, easy. Damn witches. Especially those <laughs> Swedish ones. Yeah. We, you know what they do. They, if I had a choice. You know, they're I'd, like, hey, you could, you could preside over any trial you want, sir. Swedish witch. witch trial. Yeah. Give me a Swedish witch. I know which way it's going. <laughs> So the jury came up with, I think, one of the stupidest verdicts I have ever heard in my life. They said that she was guilty of having the common fame of a witch, but not guilty, and stands indicted. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So they were like, dude, she's acting like a witch, uh, but she's not a witch. Poser. (laughs) (laughs) So this little Swedish lady just ran off to West Jersey where there was a completely different body. She's like, oh, bye, bye, bye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I'll, I'll fucking make a fire out yeah. of sage somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, so Ben's only there for two years. He doesn't do much. He's just there to, I don't know, stroke, stroke his dick and be like, I own this. Uh, but after these two years, he was needed back in England, specifically because Lord Baltimore was taking him to court over his border dispute. So the border, which I mentioned, was supposed to be at the 40th degree latitude parallel. Um, Penn knew that this was coming, and he had not taken any time to survey, or, um, and he actually had been distributing letters to residents along the border not to pay Lord Baltimore's taxes. It's like, I own this part. Don't pay him. So Penn arrives back in England in October of 18 or in 1684 
And he he gets there and he realizes that he had forgotten his most important documents in Philly. <laughs> like, I feel like I do this at least once a week where I go to like 7-Eleven and I forget my like wallet. And then I get there and I'm like, fuck. Like, fuck. But this is across the Atlantic. <laughs> yep. Oh, what an embarrassment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, he was pretty embarrassed because he, embla- he blamed his secretary. This guy named oh. Philip Lehman. And he was like, and this was what he said. I am now here with my finger in my mouth. He could not have done me worse injury nor Baltimore a greater service. <laughs> so did, did that guy kill himself? <laughs> no, he founded Lehman Brothers. Oh, yeah. 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 That's uh, getting ratioed back then. <laughs> the expression is thumb in my ass, not finger in yeah. my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Did he tip his cap when he said mouth? Be like, huh? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about that other mouth. <laughs> so, thanks to Penn's connections, he was able to get the trial postponed. But this was this whole dispute would just go on pretty much the rest of his life. We won't really talk about it anymore. Uh, but in 18, oh, I keep saying 18. In 1685, Penn was about to win even more power in the English monarchy. At least temporarily. So Charles II had a stroke and died. Uh, Charles did not have a son to pass the crown crown down to, which meant that it was going to go to his brother, James, the Duke of York, Penn's buddy. The problem was, was that James was a Catholic, and people were not happy about that. Oh, good. So as I mentioned uh, even, before... Even the Catholics, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, Biden's the Catholic now. We've got our second Catholic president. Oh, cool. Who was the first one? Kennedy. Kennedy? Kennedy. That's why the CIA popped him. Yeah, good. (laughs) The the push bike popped, uh, almost popped Biden. He escaped with his life. (laughs) They're letting him pop himself. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So, as I mentioned, I'm not going to go into the... I mean, I feel like we could do, down the line, uh, King James II, because the... James, the Duke of York, took the title King James II, because there was already a James. Um, But even though he was Catholic, he didn't fuck with the Church of England. Uh, But he did repeal a lot of the discriminatory laws that applied to Catholics and Quakers, things like the Exclusionary Act and all these other things, with Penn's help. Penn was over his shoulder like, oh, yeah, this one says we can't own land, even though I own all of Pennsylvania. Should probably get rid of that one. (laughs) Uh, So people were not happy with James II Um, And since James II already owned New York um, He started the process of buying back these charters That I talked about in the beginning Or last episode And bringing them back under direct rule to the monarchy So East Jersey was sold back to the king Massachusetts was sold back to the king And now these were proper like English colonies. They didn't have proprietors anymore. Because hmm. he had already owned, like New York de facto was uh, owned by the crown. Was already yeah, part so of it. he just started to bring these back under the monarchy. Um, James II was only in power for a few years um, before in 1688, England call, had what they like to call the Glorious Revolution. Now, the reason why they say it's glorious is because they kicked the Catholic out. And also, it was done without any bloodshed or little bloodshed. I'm sure some people were hanged and shit, but the whole country didn't go to war. That's right. And they found a good German boy. Yeah. (laughs) Well, if you you get violent with a Catholic, they won. (laughs) (laughs) In their mind, it's just like, I knew this was going to happen. Hell yeah. (laughs) I fucking knew it. God said it was, and it did. James was essentially kicked out of power by the Protestant majority parliament. And now I think James does one of the most based things ever in the process. He just like, when they kick him out, he's walking out of parliament and he takes his royal seal and chucks it in the Thames. He's like, ah, Good for him. have fun doing paperwork, <laughs> you dummies. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, come on, man. 
what the fuck? Dick. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Parliament then installs William the Third, who is a German Dutch guy. He's a the Duke of Orange or something like that. And William of Orange. Yeah, William of Orange. Yeah. And, uh, and his wife Mary. Yeah, and his wife Mary the second as the new monarch. Monarchs. James goes into exile, and Penn also goes into hiding because now there is a warrant out for his arrest for suspicion of high treason. So he was so good friends with James II. <laughs> mm. Now, Penn's idea of hiding, okay, uh, you know, he's got a whole colony to go to. You know, uh, Pittsburgh is not even a thing. He could start Pittsburgh if he wanted to <laughs> and live there. Uh, his idea of hiding is going to his summer cottage in Sussex, which is 50 miles from London. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. So he had a land full of like impronounceable like streets and streams and stuff like that he could hide in. He's like, I'll just go down the street. Yeah. 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 He could have went to Ireland. He could have went to all these other yeah. spots. And I mean, we, we've established he's not the brightest no. guy. Nah. He doesn't. <laughs> he's never played hide and seek once. I guess. No. Yeah, they're not, well. That's games, mm. aren't they? Not allowed to play games. Yeah, I can't oh, play games. Yeah. That's why you play games. Yeah, you yeah. hide. Yeah, <laughs> think critically about stuff. So he's quickly caught after a few weeks. They probably see him playing. Well, he can't not playing badminton. Maybe badminton was approved or cricket or something. They, they caught him drinking milk. Yeah, caught him drinking milk yeah. on his summer <laughs> estate. He had, <laughs> he had a milk mustache going on. <laughs> I know that mustache. <laughs> also, badminton yeah. feels more like a task. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's something that uh, Clippy would recommend you do, like the Windows paperclip. Yeah. <laughs> He's also dressed like a Quaker. They're like, you mean that fucking guy over <laughs> yeah. there? Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. So he's caught. <laughs> he is thrown in jail for a couple months uh, before being released. Uh, you know, he still has some connections. And now these are some pretty turbulent times for William Penn. He's hemorrhaging money, even though his colony or his charter is killing it. Um, Penn is like, hey, guys, uh, could you please send me over some rent and tax that you owe me? I have no money. And the local government and renters are like, yeah, sure. Let me get around to it. We'll, we'll send you plenty. You'll get it. Don't worry. <laughs> hey, man, we're sending a ship right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it sank yeah. again. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you wait on the shore? <laughs> Uh, the, if the colonists didn't already think he was a joke um, and detached from the colony and what it needed, Penn decided to hire a new deputy governor. And this was all out of good faith. This wasn't as like a fuck you, who was, uh, was not only an Anglican, he was the same, he came from the same people that persecuted the Quakers in Massachusetts and was an ex British Army veteran. It's like, this guy's going to be perfect for the job as deputy governor. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so there's really too many problems to mention. There's a whole dispute going on between, like, the governor and everything. I'm not going to kind of go into that. But as Penn got older, he kept promising the Pennsylvanians that he would make his triumphant return to his Pennsbury estate. I'm sure they're like, oh, yeah, please come back. That That's great. Yeah. Like, how, how full of yourself are you that you think a return would be triumphant? Yeah. Like, who cares? Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, oh, just gets off seen, the boat. I haven't seen Before my grandma everyone, in a long I'm time. Here. Can't wait to <laughs> yeah. give my triumphant return to her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So there was always something preventing him. Even though at this point, after he was thrown in jail, he wasn't technically the proprietor of Pennsylvania anymore since the new monarchs had withheld his claim to the charter. So he petitioned Queen Mary in uh, 1694 to reaffirm his proprietorship in PA, uh, which she did with the strict rule that Pennsylvania had to have the militia that was required because the, they had tried to call the militia at one point and all the Quakers were like, we don't do war. We can't do this. We can't have a militia. They're like, what the fuck? Like, this is the one rule you have to follow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Guys, I, you told me you would do it. <laughs> yeah. So that same year that he positions the queen and she gives him back his colony, his wife died. The Guilema lady. Oh, you haven't mentioned her once. Yeah, I haven't. Since last episode, which was a, an hour ago. Yeah. 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 <laughs> 
So she dies, the lady that I haven't mentioned at all. Uh, cool. And I, I think I mentioned last episode that they had been pumping out babies. Uh, there had been a lot of duds. This is the 1600s. A lot of these babies didn't make it to adulthood. <laughs> Um, I like the idea of calling infant mortality in the 17th century duds. Uh, that's kind of how they treated it. They're like, it's will true. this one make it? I don't know. We'll name it when he's three. You know. Yeah. Did he have a? Um, did William have a junior? Yes, he did. And we're going to talk about the junior. Um, okay. His eldest had a weird name, Sprignan. Well, actually, it would be a third. Yes. Right. Yeah, it would be. The so third. it would be a third. So I guess. To skip ahead a little bit, stop me if I'm getting way too ahead of things, but was there a 15th in the line? Is there a pen 15? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't think so. There should be, though. Right. He should have skipped Isn't that some numbers. you'd work towards yeah. as a generational opportunity, a mm. joke yeah. that yeah. only 300 years could provide? <laughs> <laughs> you should get started on that, Tom. Change my last name, Pen. <laughs> One N. Yeah. Uh, so, mm -hmm. did they just keep the tradition going of like not being creative? And there's like William Penn Jr. the second, William <laughs> Penn Jr. the second second, yeah. new William Penn Jr. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck up. Exactly. <laughs> Fucking up names is a better joke. <laughs> so there's a lot of duds, but his eldest had a weird name, Sprignant. Sprignant Penn. <laughs> is it a Welsh name? Sprignant. No. <laughs> <laughs> he had some weird named kids. I, I think his daughter was like Lanita Len or something. Lanasha. It was. Like, I don't know. <sighs> um. All right. So Sprignan was in his late twenties. Like he would marry a few years. Like you know, we're in the eighteen or in the sixteen nineties now. So he'd marry in sixteen ninety seven. Uh, he's like an adult child, and William was really bummed that his wife had died. Um, but the next year, oh. no worries, he gets a new one. He marries a hot young Quaker named Hannah Callahill. Um, her apparently, well, <laughs> this is funny. So he won over, I think there's a big age difference that it didn't see what the age was, but he won over her parents one night when apparently he sent her mom boiled milk and garlic, like a garlic latte. <sighs> oh. <laughs> Oh, this was supposed to cure her jaundice. <laughs> I mean, all right. Yeah. Eating too many pickled pig feet, and uh, I feel like you could use some milk garlic. <laughs> God do what yeah, you so gotta do. Oh. Your breath will keep away all disease. Yeah. <laughs> we all we all know that like the the nicety, the cure, the the courtesy behind that. We're going. Well, he's rich as fuck, so of course I want my daughter to marry him. I'm going to go with the milk garlic story. <laughs> I'll say that's what really yeah. me yeah. yeah. He was thinking on the spot of a story and just looked around his room. Uh, yeah, he brought some uh, milk and yeah. garlic. That's yeah, what right. happened. Yeah. yeah, definitely milk and garlic. It's the best if you haven't tried it. I was jaundice. I was really yellow, so I needed some cream to yeah. mellow me out. Well, so what does this hot wife have to offer? Is she also from a rich family? Uh, she's a Quaker. Uh, they start they start slamming. They start making a whole nother set of pens. Maybe 15 pens. I don't know. Um, we hope. But he's like, fuck, I gotta get back to Pennsylvania now that I've got this whole new family. His holy experiment, you know, he's gotta keep up with that holy experiment. And it's not really turning as holy as he had planned. So, apparently, Philadelphia had become a safe haven for pirates on the run. You know, they'd go up the Delaware and, you know, they'd be in the Caribbean stealing shit. And then they'd go up the Delaware and the Quakers aren't going to turn them in. So, they'd just hang out in Philly. Oh, uh, and on top of holy. that, they found that they were so loose on their stolen goods, they could sell whatever they stole in the ports of Philly. <laughs> All right. Yeah. There you go. Still going today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was, sounds pretty much like uh, good old South Street and when when the gypsies would sell stuff down there. So, yeah. <laughs> good people. Do you have, a, people, do you have a Pennsylvania name for gypsies, like Gippos or... <laughs> It probably uh, is about that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's probably about right. 
S- Jip Johns. Jip Johns. <laughs> yeah, Jip Johns. <laughs> so multiple other col- colonies or charters were trying to extradite these pirates from PA, but the pap- the Quaker government was like, nah, they're here. They didn't do anything in Pennsylvania. So, you know, they're Jesus babies. They have the Lord of the, the light of the Lord in them. So we're not going to extradite them. Cool. Uh, so Penn decides to come back and kind of fix things up, and he returns back to Philly in 1699 with Hannah, his adult, his other adult son, William Penn III, and his wife, um, and also his daughter. Penn was expecting a warm welcome, but people were not too thrilled, as Penn had not been paid tax or rent for years. So they're like, oh, here he is. Now he's going to walk around saying he got some, we owe him tax and rent. Yeah, everyone's going to be so happy to see me when I come back because I'm going to ask them for money. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) He also did the dickbag move of just going into the assembly, you know, the government, and started firing people and instructing the assembly to turn over the pirates to authorities. He's like, look, the crown's coming after me about these pirates. You guys got to turn them in. Mm. That's how you drain a swamp. Yeah. You do it yourself. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. There were bringing your son. Yeah. Yeah. There were a few pirates. Get rid of them. There were a few pirates in particular that were of a high wanted level. The these were members of the infamous Captain Kidd, who they had, you know, these crew members of Captain Kidd had come to Philly and had settled down with families and were living normal lives on farms. In around Philly uh, for about 15 years. All right. Interesting. So another thing that Penn, Penn uh, cracked down on that people were not very happy about was something he called clandestine marriages. So people were getting married twice in Pennsylvania. They'd have two wives. Ah. <laughs> More man. Yeah. Equals more woman. More yeah. man. Now the the way around the way to get around this legally was first of all Quakers didn't have to report their marriages. Um, so sometimes you had Quakers that would just get married twice in different towns. It's like it was against their no, law yeah. to like report to the government about a marriage. It's marriage between God and the couple. But also, people were running around and getting married with Quakers and then going to the Anglicans and getting married with the Anglicans. And <laughs> they're like, well, oh, they're I, playing both sides. Yeah. That way. Yeah, yeah. I got two wives. One so, of them is my Quaker wife, and the other one's my Anglican wife. One of these religions has got to do anal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and some of these Quaker assembly that Penn is going into had multiple wives. So they're like, they don't want to crack down on this loophole. Uh, they weren't too thrilled about everything. And um, this also fueled the fire between uh, the Quakers, who were in Pennsylvania proper, and the lower counties that I mentioned in Delaware. There was always that beef going on between those two. Mm-hmm. He did propose something similar to the Albany Plan, which would be something that would be proposed around the Revolution, in which all these charters in America could form some type of coalition that could defend each other. This was essentially a way for PA to get around the fact that they had they weren't raising a militia because the Crown was like, you have to raise this militia. And he's like, well, if we all join together as one like coalition of charters, then we don't have to really raise a militia. Like, you know, New York can raise a militia or something. But between Maryland, the lower counties, East Jersey, all of them hating Pennsylvania, that shit was not going to happen. Like, yeah, you want a coalition with us? Like, no, you're keeping all the pirates. You're selling all these illegal shit there. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So this original proposal to unite the colonies was actually something that Benjamin Franklin read about. Uh, Benjamin Franklin and and, uh, and William Penn actually existed at the same time period he would have been a child but he Hmm. was born in i think 1705 uh so they both existed on earth at the same time but 
this charter that he proposed was something that Ben Franklin read and inspired him to do the Albany plan and unite the colonies kind of under one thing. Um, so there was one good thing that Penn did on this trip to Pennsylvania was that uh, he demanded that all grammar schools be open to all citizens because um, he said that a um, educated population was necessary for good morals, <laughs> so he started oh, cool. public schools. Got to have people oh, learn how to read. The Philly school system. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> You're not allowed to play games. You got to read a book at least. Yeah. I guess. Mm. Yeah. Uh, there were some accounts that, if you read about William Penn, you'll see that he fought slavery. That was pretty much false. As uh, Quakers were, while they were progressive and some of them were abolitionists, they were kind of split on the idea of slavery. William actually bought and sold slaves. Um, he didn't have any of them working for him, but you can kind of think of him buying and selling slaves like a Robin Hood account. You know, oh, he's like, he's uh, broken. Them. Oh, yeah, I sell these ones and get those ones. So that's how he lost all his money. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he fought it by doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so Penn was there only for two years again. So total of four years in Pennsylvania. <laughs> Spoilers, he's not coming back. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> uh, he'd walk around and moan. You know, before he left, he would walk around and moan about how, to all the influential Quakers, how he'd sank 200000 into PA <laughs> and that he had not received a pence back. Uh, he never worked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He never did anything. Wasn't his, even here. His dad did all the heavy lifting. <laughs> yeah. He didn't sink anything. He just fucking, he picked up a hobby. Yeah. A rectangular hobby. <laughs> his debts at the time were now 30,000 uh, 30, pounds, which is roughly $9 million today. Oh, my God. Um, when Penn returned back to England, there had been an, an independent investigation that had been looking into the governance uh, in the charters. Basically, they had, were trying to attempt to claim that uh, they were not being governed well enough so the monarchy could take them in and become official colonies. West New Jersey was reclaimed in 1702, and now they had their eyes on Pennsylvania. Royal investigators from the trade board came back with shocking allegations about the Pennsylvania government. He said that the illegal trade is carried on there more than ever. Acts passed to prevent illegal trade are not put to execution. The county is left defenseless and a spout and a a, a a word yeah a word and uh and left defenseless to all hazards both land and sea. He continued to talk about how they're just about their justice system. He said while he was there, he witnessed the son of a prominent Quaker uh, commit rape and not be brought to trial. Um, he continued about these court cases. He, he said that he saw one man uh, who allegedly who had allegedly committed bestiality with a male uh, with a mare and was not convicted of the crime. He was like, this dude fucked a horse, and the evidence was clear, and they didn't convict <laughs> him. Right. So there are some Welsh people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, uh, guys, I just I just watched for 45 minutes this guy fuck a horse. <laughs> yeah. And I watched it for documented. I realized that we didn't have cameras or anything yet, but, uh, man, I, I watched sure the whole thing. Until they both finished. Yeah, they both... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he finished twice in a mayor. So to Penn, the writing was on the wall. He was going to lose his charter. Um, he conceded the lower counties, so Delaware, over to the queen, who had been requesting royal oversight since, or the monarchy had been requesting oversight pretty much since the foundation, you know, after James left. Um, and he had one last ditch effort to fix PA before he completely threw in the tower towel unfortunately he could not make the trip himself he was starting to get very gouty he had a lot of gout mm. from all that milk <laughs> oh yeah that'll do it all that milk and garlic yeah so he mm-hmm. sent his son william penn the third in his place to go fix up all the corruption so willie penn was uh, arrived in Pen- in philly uh in 1704 and he was received very well 
people uh, made him a, the prevent, a member of the provincial council. And uh, the thing was, he didn't go to any of the council meetings. He instead decided to throw complete ragers at Pensbury. This guy's in like his <laughs> mid 20s. My Hell boy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so in September of 1704, Willie was out at the Enoch Story Tavern in Philly uh, with a bunch of his young Quaker gentry. You know, they're not living by Quaker ten- tenants. They're getting fucking smashed and gambling. And they started to just break shit in the tavern, just like breaking everything they could. So the city watch was called and a f- uh, fight began. And eventually these young Quaker gentry were... You know, I guess arrested or, you know, knocked out, probably. <laughs> uh, the charges were dropped for the partying, but he had, dr- Willie Three had racked up a bunch of debt that he was, uh, had to pay back before he left Pennsylvania. Um, and while partying with a bunch of other lords, Willie kept, they kept telling him that America was a bad investment. They're like, get out as fast as you can, sell it while it's hot. And he was in the hole from all this gambling and drinking. So while he didn't have the authority to outright sell the charter, Willie Three sold seven uh, seven thousand acres of his Williamstadt uh, estate, which is modern day Norristown. Oh god! Uh, yeah. <laughs> so Norristown's a dump. yeah. So uh, maybe it was yep. a good sale. <laughs> Uh, he sold it for 850 pounds and then boarded a ship called the New Jersey back to England. <laughs> there really were five names back then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. William, New Jersey. <laughs> West. 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 <laughs> There's a few more I forget. Yeah. But I'm not from that time, so I don't understand the nuanced pronunciations. Yeah. Uh, so he comes back. His dad is not happy, to say the least. He's got this huge tab still racked up. Uh, he's got a gambling problem. Uh, and uh, he's like, dude, you were supposed to go there so the crown wouldn't reclaim my land, not act like a fucking asshole. Um, and rack <laughs> up more debt. So Willie's response to his dad was like, oh, the American Quakers were really mean to me. They treated me poorly. That was the reason uh, why I got into fights. All right. They were all mean, but uh, I, I did some good. I invented rum springing <laughs> while I was there. <laughs> so Willie three shortly after this meeting with his father went to Ireland and his father tried to get him a post in the government. They basically laughed him out of Ireland. And then Willie three, re- this is a, a very ironic turn of events. He renounces Quakerism which is exactly kind of the same pain that William Penn Sr. felt when William Penn Jr. decided to become a Quaker. You know, He deserved it. Yeah. Mm. It's a little bit of karma. Yep. See what you did to your poor dad, who is just an uh, awesome landlord? I love Grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Grandpa's cool. He gets me. <laughs> Uh, so William Penn began the formal process of throwing in the towel. He starts talking with the commissions of property to sell PA back to the crown. But as soon as he files the paperwork, the widow of a fellow Quaker, an old employee of Penn, uh, the widow's name was Bridget Ford, and her husband was Philip Ford Sr., she came out of the woodwork and claimed that her husband, Philip, had the title to PA, and that Penn had signed it over to him oh. in 1697. Damn. She presented the paper to the courts. There was Penn's signature. She was like, my husband owns Pennsylvania. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> the fuck? Did he forget? Like, <laughs> Well, um, on top of this, Bridget claimed that because she owned Pennsylvania... You know, and Penn was trying to sell it. Penn actually owed her about six thousand pounds worth of rent. <laughs> yeah, got him. So here's what happened: Philip Ford worked for the Pens for many years, and Ford had actually been one of the reasons why Penn was not receiving his rents from Ireland or Pennsylvania, because 
he would just say that he couldn't collect the rent or when he actually did collect some rent and then he just pocket it and say that, oh, they're not paying. Or he'd fudge numbers here and there. And Ford realized that Penn would basically just sign anything you put in front of him without reading it. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, He's Ricky Bobby. The Burgundy principle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So he wrote up a transfer of title for Pennsylvania with his name on it, stuck it in front of Penn in 1697, and That's Penn signed <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Good for that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Penn was actually well, William Penn was actually well aware of this document existing as Ford has tried, presented it to him while he was alive and told him that he needed to pay him rent um, since he had signed over PA to him. And Penn was like, all right, look, uh, you can just keep all the rent that you've already been collecting in Ireland. (laughs) Like, keep all the Irish rents. Just don't bring this document up again. And he just hushed up Ford until Ford died. And his wife found it and was like, mm. ah, we own Pennsylvania. Thank God I spent the last 10 years learning how to read. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean I don't get Norristown? <laughs> so Ford fiasco slowed down the negotiations with the trade board. Things dragged out until 1707. Um, and he was hoping that he could get the sale to pay off his debts, which were 30,000 pounds. But the trade board was like, no, Pennsylvania's worth 20,000 pounds. And Penn was desperate, and he was like, all right, I agree to 20,000 pounds. The trade board, everything was ready to go. But he had to complete the Ford case because, like, they didn't know who owned, you know, the property. So the Ford case kept getting pushed back and forth in courts and counter sues and all this shit until... It was a Ford Fiesta. Yeah. (laughs) Until Ford realized... Until Bridget Ford realized... Why don't I just sue him in a civil court for non-payment of rent instead of like trying to get the whole legal who owns Pennsylvania? So the jury of the civil court decided that Penn was guilty. He was ordered to pay uh, 2,900 pounds. And Penn was like, I'm not paying those 2,000. I don't even think I have that money, but I'm not paying it on <laughs> principle. Um, so at the age of 62, he was locked up in debtor's prison. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> yep. Oh, uh, what a twist. Yeah. yeah, right. So he wasn't in debtor's prison for that long. You know, they had like a, it was one of the ones that were like a floating prison on the Thames. And they actually let him live hmm. off of the prison to begin with. But people started to feel bad for Penn because his health was failing. And so his sentence was reduced to house arrest. And eventually, Bridget Ford would deny her claim to Pennsylvania and drop the charges. But Penn was getting old and feeble um, and still terribly in debt because he never got the sale of Pennsylvania. Uh, So in 1712, he started to renegotiate with the Crown for the sale of Pennsylvania. After all this shit had gone down, he went to prison. He's in the middle of the negotiations, and he has a stroke. In the middle? In the middle of these negotiations, yeah. Wow. A few months later, he suffered a second stroke, which left him unable to speak, and his memory was starting to go. So Penn lived the rest of his life uh, under the care of his wife, Hannah, in Berkshire, England, uh, until finally in 1718, at the age of 73, Penn died. Penningless. Ah, yeah, good pun. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess he achieved the Quaker goal of uh, not maintaining. Yeah, right. Just by not handling your business. <laughs> yeah, that's ne- a Quaker ideal. Yeah, net negative. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't have fun. <laughs> you know, he wasn't. He wasn't doing the anal, and he didn't have any money. So he, yeah, he's good. Yeah, he, probably still drinking garlic <laughs> milk when he was dying. You know. Do you think he did milk animals <laughs> yeah. though? Because that's not fun. Uh, is that when a bull fucks you? No, then you put milk in your butt. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think he probably didn't even have a stroke. He was probably just so hooked on milk, he would just like lay under the udder, and one day a cow kicked him in the side of the head. And it was like, Ugh. So, 
What what if his son fucked with him though? Like and like it was like I'll take care of help and feed and all. He starts giving him yeah. beer. He's like, this is for yeah. all the shit you want to let me do. And it tastes different. They reinvented the formula. Yeah. <laughs> this is. I think I'm impressed that like. Sorry. I think I'm impressed that like he was married for 50 years and Travis had three sentences total between two yeah. wives. <laughs> <laughs> for a boring guy to begin with, he found even more boring yeah. women. Yeah. yeah. Um. So before we leave, Penn, I know this is a. I know we're going on a little long, but uh, I do want to follow up with kind of what happened because uh, there's a kind of some interesting things, and I'm not going to go into too much detail, but the proprietorship of Pennsylvania and all of his debts were passed to his wife Hannah. <laughs> yeah, nice cool. parting yeah. gift, right? Because back then you could yep. inherit debt, so you know. Um, Willie three shows up, his son that he had you know fucked off and started gambling in Europe, and he showed up and he tried to claim the proprietorship for himself, but the courts were like, no, it's Hannah's. Um, and Hannah would, uh, in like a weird case of like actually women owning anything, uh, she would own the proprietorship to Pennsylvania. Um, oh, I just lost myself until 1727, in which she passed it down to her son, Thomas Penn. Penn passed it down to his son, John Penn of Stoke, who unfortunately acquired the charter in 1775. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. well, um, his home you can still see today in Philly, it's called the Solitude. It's actually, if you go to the Philly Zoo. Uh, it is located in the zoo grounds, uh, Philadelphia Zoo. Wait, is that that really old building in like the middle of the zoo? Uh, probably, yeah. <laughs> yes, it oh, is. Wow. Yeah, it's no called shit. the Solitude, owned by I guess the great grandson or no, the grandson of William Penn. Um, so after one year of being the proprietor of Pennsylvania, John Penn of Stoke, uh, you know. He had all of his lands confiscated by the revolution. But don't feel too bad for him because you know that John and his cousin received 330,000 pounds from Parliament as compensation for their loss of property. Oh, <laughs> oh, I don't feel bad. No. <laughs> Shit. Not anymore. Well, no, I was starting. They made, they made out okay. <laughs> oh, I just think it's funny that like the, they kicked out all these loyalists, but then like the government like pays them back for the shit they lost, you know? <laughs> Um, so matter. one last weird thing about our actual subject, William Penn. So in 1881, Pennsylvania was marking its 200th year anniversary since its founder arrived on American shores. And the General Assembly voted unanimously to build a crypt in the city center of Philadelphia. And their plans was to, were to reinturn William Penn's remains, which were in England, uh, to bring them home even though William had spent only four years in America and he lived to 74. <laughs> yeah. Bury him in Cardiff. Yeah. Like wow. <laughs> bring him back yeah. to Wales. <laughs> yeah. So they sent yeah. over a lawyer named George Harrison on behalf of governor Henry Hoyt, uh, to England to negotiate the reinternment. And Harrison turned up to Jordan's meeting hall, which is where William Penn was laid to rest on their grounds. And Harrison knocked on the door to the meeting hall, and the Jordan friends are like, you want to do what? You want to take him and put him in Pennsylvania? Like, no. <laughs> so, but he's a weenie. Yeah. Why? So news started to spread around all the English Quakers that some Yank wanted to dig up the bones of William Penn and bring them back to Philly. And they're all like, no, that's a terrible idea. And but Harrison was on a mission, and like any good American, he threatened to take the Jordan's friends a meeting hall to court, saying they probably didn't legally own the burial ground. <laughs> so okay. annoying. Yeah. All right. So the Jordan's friends were like, "Listen, bud. Uh, even if you wanted to take William Penn's bones, we have no clue where they are because at some point over the hundred years, his." headstone was removed so you're gonna have to do a lot of digging and we don't have dna testing so you're not gonna fucking know who the hell he is um and they they went on to say something the voice of william penn speaks just as loudly from beneath the green turf said jordan as it could do from under the shadow of a stately dome in the city of pennsylvania 
So Harrison, after six weeks of negotiation, left empty-handed, handed, and uh, you didn't get your your William Penn back. You got a big ass bronze statue on top of your city hall, hall a few decades later. <laughs> and that's William Penn. So did it say where they were going to bury him? Like I know he said the center of the city, but uh, it just said the city center. And I know they started construction on it, but I don't think they finished it. Because they're gonna put him yeah. underneath the Liberty Bell. Yeah, yeah. Put him in it. Yeah. Let him hang from it. They may. It's under Geno's actually. I, yeah. Right. Uh, that would be great if it was under Geno. Well, do like a Jimmy Hoffa and bury him at the at the link. You know, <laughs> just bury him at the fifty yard line. Uh, so yeah, that's William Penn, and uh, I did try to find out if they built the crypt, but I, I think they tore it down once they found out. We're not getting his bones. What kind of idiots start a project like that without locating the bones? <laughs> that's like Where the bones at. They're yeah, over there. Do we know over there? No, they're just over there. We'll, we'll yeah. go. We'll get it. Yeah. That's like living on a private island and being like, I'm going to buy a it's motorcycle. Also, it's and- 1881. You yeah. can send a telegram. Yeah. Like, you, yeah. You don't have to sail at that point, there. Yeah. Just remember, guys, I went to medieval times once. So when I die and I'm buried, you better dig me up and bring me back to medieval times. Yeah. Bring you back there one time. It. That's right. I'll bring you with me. Yeah. Eat some turkey legs in your honor, Travis. Oh, can't wait to do that. Although I'm not not for that event. You know. Not you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I just want some wings. All right, guys. All yeah, right. thank you so much for joining us. What are your thoughts on your on your uh quick your quick thoughts on your founder? Yeah, your namesakes. I mean, as we said, he was a hippie, just very boring ass dude that dumbed his way into having a whole state named after him and got away with tons of debt. Yeah. In, in the end, uh, it, it's it's he kind of lived the life he probably actually wanted to. He set the stage and for the rest of like PA history. Like, I don't think we've ever yeah. had a good governor or mayor for that matter. <laughs> It seems like we just started off on the wrong foot and went, ah, you know what, this is good enough. We'll just see where this takes us. Yeah. Never improved. Eventually we bombed our own city and shit like that, so <laughs> our guy killed himself on TV and now he's a meme. <laughs> that legacy lives on. It's a great meme. Oh, man. <laughs> well, Travis, I will, I will, I did yeah. want to throw one thing out there. I did, uh, prior to this meeting, I did look up um, some really goofy, you know how like all across the U.S. there are some laws that are still in place yeah. that make no sense well npa uh just three of them really cracked me up one is that it's illegal to sing while you're in a bathtub <laughs> and that's still on the books uh firework stores still cannot sell fireworks to residents of pa so that's why we still got to go to delaware where they set up these really crappy little tents so you can't actually buy fireworks in PA. wait what I, and, i've bought them well we're you, you buy you buy them. They're not necessarily legal. Just like I'm sure you could sing in a bathtub and you'd be fine. But that still is like you can't have a store dedicated to fireworks oh. in PA. You'd have to buy it from a roving tent. Oh, oh. okay. Because I've seen warehouses yeah. and shit in PA that have them. Yeah, no, they 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 can sell them as not the store itself sole purpose. Right, like we sell fireworks. diet coke here too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and then there's uh, more than 16 women cannot legally live together as it constitutes a brothel. <laughs> so no no sorority houses on the Penn State campus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's what I said. All, but you know what? Of all the ones I saw that like I know 100% still happens, and I don't know if this is nationwide, but vehicles can't be sold on Sundays in PA. You cannot buy a car on a Sunday. I don't know if that's nationwide huh. or if it's just a PA one, but that's one for sure is legit. Really? You still can't do to this day. Does PA sure. have like the weird Sunday liquor laws like a lot of states have? Yeah, our liquor. Well, our liquor. I mean, our liquor laws are the, the stupidest. I'm surprised far. you didn't actually you start with this. <laughs> that Well, no, that's because that one's like so known. But like these are other ones where I think people are like. You could technically get written up for singing in a bathtub. It is on the books if anyone ever wanted to truly enforce it. So if that. I want to buy liquor on a Sunday, what are, what are my chances? 
You actually can now. You it's, ha- you can, they're open now yeah. until like it's weird. Like about ten years ago, I guess like the entire state just went fuck this, <laughs> we're done. Because until then, like we were known, you could not buy beer or liquor in the same store. You could only buy like liquor and wine at like a state-run wine and spirits, like a state store. We call them right, right. Well, we have. I mean, New York has that too. You yeah, can't, can't buy. Yeah, no beer or liquor in the same place. Yeah, yeah like, so liquor yeah. stores okay. are just. I just thought that was us. But they, yeah, they've changed it now. So like, we get away with grocery stores. If you sell food at a place, then you can sell beer and liquor at the same place. So a lot of like Acme's or bigger supermarkets, they'll have a whole beer and wine section that you can now get stuff from. But you, yeah, you still can't be a beer and wine store together. But to Jim's point, yeah, they—I forget when they actually started allowing the sale of liquor on Sundays, but it's very limited now. Man, if I ever come visit you guys, I'm gonna go buy liquor on a Sunday and fucking make a bath in one of your tubs and sing in it. <laughs> <laughs> and just sing away. Yeah. He's trying to buy a car on Craigslist while singing in a bathtub of liquor. Of a brother. Right? Yeah. I'm going to get 16, 16 women in my house for him. <laughs> oh, man. Uh. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, yeah, thank you very for much coming. for joining us. Um, no, thanks thank- for having us. Uh, yeah, appreciate it, guys. We'll get you on again, and uh, yes, we will. Next time, it won't be for uh, picking on your Pennsylvania citizenship. Not that that actually came up much. We'll do. But... We'll do Bud Dwyer. We'll do. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's do, do Bud, Bud Dwyer. <laughs> uh, can you guys? Oh, can you guys give a good uh, plug one last time before we head out? Yeah, please. Uh, it's music, Jim. Oh yeah, uh, YouTube. Uh, drink a beer and play a game iTunes and Spotify, the Power Hour podcast, or search for Drink a Beer Play Game. Uh, Twitter, add a beer in a game. Facebook and Instagram, Drink a Beer Play Game. And Patreon.com slash Drink a Beer Play Game for all of our extra content and all that good stuff. All right, I've been practicing. Yeah, and uh, you've been listening to Roast Mortem Cast. Thank you very much, guys, for joining us. Uh, If you like this show, go listen to Drink a Beer, Play a Game, Make It Happen, Power Hour. Come on, boys. if you really, really like the show, extra, patreon.com slash roastmortemcast. I think we're just trying to, what are we trying to cro- cross right now? The $25,000 mark? That's that's the goal this on, month? On a weekly basis? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We're trying to get the weekly, actually. <laughs> uh, Patreon redesigned the platform for us. We're on weeklies. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's your, the minimum is $50. Uh, <laughs> if you... If you're not paying that, then you're not really listening. Yeah, all of it goes yeah, to Yeah, if you want to send yeah. those emails, it goes through our our employee, Joe Rogan. He reads them all, and then he'll let us know. <laughs> he forwards us yeah, the good stuff. The good yeah, stuff. we ignore yeah. it mostly, because he has yeah, no taste. Yeah, he's always talking about <laughs> and, uh, origin boots and screaming into a microphone. <laughs> yeah, and uh, if yeah, if you want to see our Instagram, it's Duncan Trussell on Instagram. <laughs> Uh, it's not very good. Uh, there's a fan account out there, Roast Morton Cast. Check that one out. And uh, that that's really yeah. it. Thank you guys for joining, and thanks yeah, for listening. Thank you, Shane. Bye. Cheers, guys. Cheers, guys. Cheers, guys.